Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. I'm going to kind of shift a little bit and get away from what I preached this morning in the first service. So if you need to listen to that, go and listen to that message when they get it on YouTube. But I decided that I would talk about the prophetic vision in more detail that the Lord gave me over the Bay of the Holy Spirit region. Uh, It's important to the preparation of the area. This happened on April the 30th of 2020, and it lasted six hours. I'd never had a vision last that long in my life, and it was very difficult to function in anything else that day except what the Lord was doing over this region. There's, there's Josh right there. Come up here, brother. I really, I really enjoyed your singing. See, I, I have to be on this part right here just to be as tall as he is. <laughs> uh, but I really wanted to pray for you because I really see the hand of the Lord on you. And when you open your mouth, God comes out. And I would just, oh, somebody come stand behind him, please. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that uh, Josh is capable. And, God, that you've laid your hand upon him. And, God, that when he sings, Father, it's not just words that are coming out, but words that do not fall to the ground. They're words that penetrate the atmosphere. And God, I just ask, Lord, that you rest upon him in a powerful way in the name of Yeshua. And Father, I thank you for doing that in Yeshua's name. Amen. Bless you, man. You need to bring him sometime when you come. I want him to come. All right. Woo! Got a little drunk in the Holy Spirit just then. Ah, (laughs) okay, Jesus, I wasn't expecting that. I will, I just got to pause a little bit. (laughs) All right, well, on. It was April 30th, 2020. It was about 7.30 in the morning, and um, I was out on my balcony. Cheryl and I used to live on the beach there in Satellite Beach. And I was out there drinking a cup of coffee, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and took me in my vision over into the Bay region. And I'm just going to kind of read and then pause and comment on some things. Uh, You can also find this on my blog, which is KenMalone.org, and uh, read about the vision there. And so anyway, on that particular morning, I began to see the fire of God literally ignited on the waters of the bay. And Jesus manifested himself above the waters of the bay. It was one of the most powerful visions I've ever had. And I don't dream and have visions all the time, but I do. I think the recent one I had was about Jefferson County, Alabama, and a powerful vision. Uh, But there are other people who dream and have visions much more than I do. But usually when I have them, they they are about a region or about a territory of what God wants to do in a region or territory. And I saw this fire on the region And the Lord said to me that Tampa Bay region will be one of the headwaters of revival in Florida. You have to begin thinking yourself now as a headwater. Now, a headwater is different than a full-blown river. Because a headwater many times starts out as a small trickle. But the headwater is very necessary to bring water to an entire region. You take up in... 
over in Orlando, the Kissimmee area, there's a place called Shingle Creek. And it's literally the headwaters of the Everglades. So sometimes when you have a headwater, although it may be small there, it literally, as it begins to go out, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Take the St. John's River, for example. When you get down into the Indian River County Lagoon, where the St. John's River uh, begins, it's just a little small lagoon. But as it begins to move north, and by the way, the St. John's River, in case you didn't know, moves from south to north. Most rivers flow north to south. St. John's moves south to north, and it has everything to do with elevation. And as it goes through Brevard County, it's about half as wide as this room. But by the time it gets to Orlando, if you've ever driven across that bridge on I-4 and across the St. John's River, it's huge. And by the time it gets to Jacksonville, it's huge. So headwaters are very important to the Lord. And in this vision, I heard the Holy Spirit say that this will be one of the headwaters of revival. In other words, this is one of the places that it starts from. It's not the only headwater in Florida, but it's one of the headwaters. High Springs, where we were last September, is a headwater for the aquifer all through Florida. Woo. I could preach on that a while. As this vision began taking place, God began taking me across the Bay region. And the first place he took me to, Everett, was Safety Harbor. After, I, after he had me seeing him over the bay, we went to Safety Harbor. And I saw, literally saw, a healing revival breaking out in Safety Harbor. Now, this is important. Do you know who's tapping into the atmosphere of Safety Harbor? The New Age. You know who has not tapped into the atmosphere there that God has created by the way? The church hasn't tapped into that. And Safety Harbor is a, has an atmosphere of healing in it. Just like Key West. People say, well, what's Key West about? Well, we did the U.S. One Liberty Prayer Tour back in 2003. We started in Key West at the zero mile marker. And God told, actually told Tala, that, uh, that Key West, its atmosphere, its mantle, what God has created it for is for creativity. And even many of the writers will go there to draw on the mantle of creativity that God has placed there. Some of the actors go and they will hang out there for days at a time. Ernest Hemingway used to live there for many, many years. So you have certain areas and pockets that have mantles the Lord has placed upon it. We have a town not far from here over in central Florida called Intercession City. Anybody ever heard of it? I wonder what its purpose is. And so even Los Angeles, California, city of angels is what that means. And so the Lord places certain mantles on regions and territories and sometimes even names those regions and territories. He manifested on Safety Harbor and then I saw him shift to Clearwater or actually I shifted to Clearwater. And in Clearwater, what I saw was like a Books of Acts revival. But what was happening is that the Scientologists were leaving the false ideology of Scientology and coming to Jesus who was manifesting. Now let me just interject this here into this vision. When revival breaks out, the most important thing you're going to discover in this revival is not going to be who's preaching. It's not going to be who's leading the worship. It's going to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And all homage will go to Him. There will be seasons and times where we won't even be able to minister because the glory of God is magnifying Jesus so much that our focus is only on Him. Today, we kind of focus on individuals and we say, well, that person has this prophetic gift. We're going to this to get the prophetic gift. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I love prophetic. 
I am prophetic. I'm not a prophet, but I am prophetic. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But in this coming move of God, the focus won't be on who's carrying a gift. The focus will be on Jesus more than anything that you can ever imagine. It will be about Jesus. The, the focus will be so strong. You're not going to have these little petty arguments between sold-out believers. Now, religious people, you will. But sold-out believers who are going after Jesus, they're going to be so focused on Christ that when the enemy attacks them, they won't even take a second look at him. Because their focus is going to be on Jesus. There it is. Let's continue. He also took me to St. Petersburg. And I saw St. Petersburg moving into a book of Acts revival. Ann was over with us. She comes over, tries to come over once a month, except for here recently. It hasn't been that way because of different situations. And uh, we were talking about Pinellas County. The hand of the Lord is very, very strong on that county. And there needs to be a group of people who will begin focusing on prayer and worship in that county. And I want to I want to throw this assignment at you mainly. Uh, when I first walked in this morning, I saw the Lord using you to set up ambushments of praise around the rim of the Bay of Holy Spirit. I didn't see it as you do in each one of them. I saw ambushments of praise from different groups around the entire. When I talk about the Bay region, I don't, I'm not talking about Tampa. I'm talking about everything around the rim of the Bay itself, which would include Bradenton. And, and I saw ambushments of praise being set up all around that area that's going to release the glory of God. You need to think about this to think outside the box and thinking outside the box. We can do worship outside this building. We can take it to a street corner. We can take it to a public square. There's nothing wrong with that. And let me throw this in because the Lord told me this for as we move into this new season of 2023, that praise and worship will be the primary weapon that defeats the enemy in this new season. So you really need to focus on that. And I know there's a strong focus here on worship, and I really, really love that. And uh, so that's a good word there. I don't care where you come from. I also saw the Ecclesia of Tampa hosting huge worship gatherings and evangelistic campaigns in the stadiums. I saw many of the athletic teams will experience a great move of Holy Spirit. Locker rooms will be filled with Holy Spirit. And new strategies to transform the region will come from the locker rooms and around the tables of these athletes. <clears throat> Many will come to Christ as the Holy Spirit releases His net into the bay for a great catch. Here's the challenge that many of us face that's been doing this for a long time, like myself, is that we face a challenge of saying, well, we've done that before. It's a challenge we all face. However, we're in a brand new season to where we can't say we've done that before. I, they'll tell you, others will tell you, back, back just before we first met, I never wanted to come back to Tampa. I had been here many times and, and was in battles and wars and, and people talking bad about me and negative about me, and that still goes around, but, you know, you pretty soon you get used to it. Your hide gets tough, and, and it's just okay. It's a part of being a believer, you know. And, um, but then all of a sudden, I was, <clears throat> and I think this was about the time I met you guys. I was literally, I had an atlas in front of me of Florida. And all of a sudden, I was drawn to Tampa. And this has probably been just before we met, or about the time that we met. And all of a sudden, I'm drawn into that Tampa region. And I said, you got to be kidding me, God. I have no desire to go there. And this is what he said to me. He said, I want you to go in here, and I want you to establish monthly meetings. And actually, uh, Phyllis Tarbox helped us. 
And uh, we started doing monthly meetings over here in the Bay Region. We did it in Bradenton and Brandon here. We had them over in uh, Pinellas County in Tampa as well. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I'm starting to see God manifesting in this entire region and territory. You are in one of the best regions in the state of Florida. One of the best regions, third largest city in our state. One of the best regions for revival and harvest that you have ever seen. So Jesus told them in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 7. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Intercessors, the Lord's talking to you. It's time to go deep. Go down deep into deep water. It's time for the intercessors to go deep. Deep, deep, and just think when you think you've gone deep enough, you haven't. Just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. It's time to put our net into the deep waters. And what many people don't know, who's the intercessors here? All of you should be raising your hand. <laughs> See, one of the things we don't realize is that we don't realize how deep we need to go sometime to move things, to shift things. That there needs to be hours and hours and hours of intercession. And just going deep in the Holy Ghost. It's, go listen to the message earlier. It's about the other side of inconvenience. That is good. He, he told him, he said, let down your nets. And then Simon said, we've worked hard all night. We've been interceding. We've been worshiping all this time, but nevertheless, we're going to do what you said. We're going to go deeper, and we're going to let our nets down again. It's time for the intercessors, the worshipers, to begin letting their nets down deeper. And just when they thought they've gone deep enough, they haven't. Go even deeper. So they let down their nets and enclosed a great quantity of fish. Woo! So much fish that their nets begin to break. So they signaled to their partners, come over here. We can't handle this harvest by ourselves. We need you to come over here and help us. And this is going to be very key in the coming days that the Lord is going to use multiple moves. of. There's going to be multiple moves of God and multiple congregations, ecclesias, will be stewarding this because they can't handle it all by themselves. There will be so many people coming into the harvest that a pastor will not be able to disciple them all. That's why God is raising you up right now to become someone who disciples others as well. He's going to send you people. You're going to be discipling them. And you need to learn how. Now, this is a new concept for many. Learn how to disciple the sinner before they ever say a sinner's prayer. Learn how to disciple. See, we don't want to be around sinners anymore because we get around sinners and they're cussing. They're dropping different cuss bombs. Different words that you don't like. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus hangs out with those people even right now. I don't care how much they cuss or take his name in vain. He loves them tremendously. We have a hard time with it because we've gotten really self-righteous. And, uh, and because of that self-righteousness, we won't hang out with sinners. We only hang out with other believers. Learn how to begin hanging out with a sinner. I can tell it's getting real uncomfortable in here right now. That's okay. I love upsetting religion. And uh, we need to learn how to hang out. We need to learn how to become friends with a neighbor. Friends with somebody that we work with. Praise God. That's a good word there, Brother Ken. Listen to this. They brought in so much fish, they had to have help. And both boats were filled and began to sink. Listen, the new age religion of this region is being replaced with the new era of Holy Spirit. There's a replacement taking place that the Lord is going to bring to him 
Uh, many of these new age people are going to come to the Lord. You're talking about people that are going to know how to walk in the Spirit. Just wait till they get saved. They're going to jump right in there and they're going to start seeing things like we've never seen before. Woo! Get them, Jesus. This is some other things I saw. I see a manifestation on the entire Bay region. In the vision, Jesus was actually standing in the atmosphere over the bay. He was so big that he was the focus in this vision. Nothing else. In this vision, I saw little children were a a huge part of the harvest of this revival. Thousands and thousands of children come into our Lord in this manifestation of Jesus out of the Bay region. I saw these children ministering to other children of the Bay region. You're going to begin seeing little kids have the spirit of intercession fall on them. You're going to see, have the, see them start moving in evangelism within their region. They're going to start praying for other kids at schools. The teachers aren't going to know what to do with them. Seniors are coming to Jesus in massive droves. They are carriers of this fire. Many of the senior ministers, some of them I know in this region, are coming out of retirement to help steward the revival fire of the Bay of the Holy Spirit. The Lord says, do not count the harvest field. Do not discount the harvest field of the seniors. For many seniors have become nameless, faceless, and forgotten people of our society. And the Lord will summon an ecclesia army of senior citizens out of the region. And they will carry great authority in Holy Spirit. Many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers will be seen among the seniors. And I would encourage you that are younger, begin finding you a senior that you can begin connecting with especially a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, begin connecting with senior citizens because they're carrying something that the generation today that is sitting here that you're not carrying. And they carry a wisdom. They carry a, a, a well of things that took place in other decades. Woo! Align with them. I saw in this vision a restoration of the family, that it was at the top of the movement. I saw young families coming into the kingdom of God, and they were breaking the, the cycle of divorce out of this region. <laughs> Glory to God. Young families, we need you to go the long haul. We don't need you to quit on your spouse. Go the long haul. Don't give up. Don't stop. Cheryl and I are going to celebrate 50 years soon. However, it has been more heights than it has been lows, but we've had our challenges also. But you learn how to work through the challenges, through forgiveness, through not trying to control the spouse. It's a good word there. (laughs) Don't try to make your spouse what you want them to be. Let them be who they are. That's why you married him. Amen. All right. Act real quiet here. Maybe I should stay here about the spouses a little bit. I mentioned this Friday night over in Satellite Beach. You know, there's a place in the scripture, and, and really legalistic people will harp on this of wives submitting yourselves to your husband. Did you ever read the scripture just before that? It says, submitting yourselves one to another. Wow. That means that I'm to submit to Cheryl. She submits to me. We submit to one another. But now let's take it beyond that. Because ministers, especially legalistic ministers, feel like that you're supposed to submit only to them. They don't have to submit to you. That is totally unbiblical. See, we submit one to another. 
We don't lord anything over anybody. And I've been saying this for years. It's time that the preachers, the pulpit preachers, learn how to serve again. They're called to serve. They haven't just been called to be uh, catered to with their only their dreams and their visions. But they've been called to serve the body of Christ. And we should learn how to serve. We should learn how, hey guys, we need to learn how to stop on the side of the road and help somebody that needs a tire change. We need to learn how to give some money to somebody that needs some money. Uh, I, this happened to us several years ago. It was in December. There was three things going on in December. Our daughter had just gotten married, big wedding, lots of money from us to fund the wedding, and my mom was down, and it was Christmas. And Christmas at our house is a big production. And so I had to run an errand and get something for Cheryl and mom as they were cooking. And I don't want to hinder the cooking, that's for sure. So I head out to get whatever it is I needed to get. And I, I, I come upon this young girl and her tires flat on the side of the road. And I can see they have the jack out. And I can see it's not working. And as I'm going by, the Holy Spirit says, stop and help them. And I said, I don't have time to do this, Lord. I just kept on going. And I, the Holy Spirit keeps saying to me, I want you to turn around and help them. Lord, this is not convenient. This is not convenient. I only want to serve you, Lord, when it's convenient. So I, only, I get about a mile down the road, and God will not leave me alone. And I turn around, and I come back, and I pull up behind their car. And as I pull in behind them, I get out, and I see this baseball bat laying there. I said, I don't even know if I want to help them now. But the car was on an incline position like that, and every time they would jack it up, it would fall off the jack. So I helped them get it jacked up and helped get the tire changed, and I'm putting the – I'm getting the – spare out of the trunk and the spare is in as bad shape as the tire that's flat it's just an onion peel is all it is and i get it out i put it on and as i'm putting the tire that was flat into the trunk the lord said i want you to give her all the money you have in your pocket and i said you've got to be kidding me god here i have stopped what i was doing to change her tire. And now you want me to give the last $50 I have in my pocket. Yep, that's what I want you to do. So I pull out my wallet and I take the $50 bill out and I hand it to this little girl and she's sitting there. She starts crying. She says, no. Her mom, who can't speak any English, she's sitting there and going. <laughs> but the daughter's going, no. She's being humble, respectful, you know. And I said to her, I said, this is your Christmas present to G from Jesus. You take this. So she took it. Now, here comes my reward. My reward. I would do this a thousand times over for this reward. I've never met this girl. She threw her arms around my neck. She's probably 21, 22 years old at the time. She threw her arms around my neck and began to sob weeping because somebody decided to be a father to her rather than an acquaintance and i want to ask some of you men here have you stepped up to be a father have you stepped up to father others that come in your path along the way or are we too busy to to, to take time to father somebody else to help somebody else as we go along the way, Glenn Campbell used to sing a song, and I still love it today. I pulled it up on YouTube and listened to it recently. And it goes like this. If you see your brother standing by the road with a heavy load from the seeds he sowed, and if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say you're going the wrong way. 
You've got to try a little kindness, show a little kindness, shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded street. There's more to it there. But it's an incredible message in that song of just trying some kindness to your neighbor, even somebody you don't even know. Well, Cheryl, that's one of my many rabbit trails. I don't know if we'll finish on time or not. <laughs> Woo. Here's another thing I, thing I saw is that the massive revival was hitting homeless communities in the Bay Region. I had never regardless homeless people very much until I had this vision. And there was a powerful move of God, and homeless people were being filled with Holy Spirit, being saved, and the Holy Ghost was taking residence in them. Masses were being filled and speaking in tongues. And among the homeless, a new breed of evangelists came out of the homeless who are healing the sick among their community. I saw homeless believers who are ministers of the Lord in this community. And those who lead homeless ministries should prepare now to make disciples of the homeless. Well, the Lord put that to work in my life not long ago. Last spring, I, and I've never had a homeless ministry. I've never regarded, regarded homeless people that much. And... Uh, so last spring, I pull up into the church to go to the office one morning. And sitting on the front bench out front of the office is a homeless person. I could tell they were homeless. They had a cart. They had it filled full of who knows what. And so I decided not to go into the front because I didn't want to inconvenience myself with this homeless person. So I went around to the side and I went in the side door, and Kendall, he's associate pastor there. He was already there, and I walked in, and I said, who is this out here? He said, well, she's homeless. I know why she's here. Well, you made a call to the intercessors asking them to come to Satellite Beach, and she's here because you made the call. And so I said, go get her, bring her in. So she comes in, and we sit in my conference room, and I start talking to Sharon. And I said, why are you here? Well, you said you needed intercessors, so that's why I'm here. And I said, Sharon, I don't, we don't have a homeless ministry. Did I ask you for one? I said, Sharon, I said, we don't have any place to put you. We don't have a house to put you in. Did I ask you for one? I said, no. And so I'm trying in every way I can to find a red flag so that I can send Sharon down the road. Because that's not my ministry. Hello. And I can't find a red flag. And so I called Catherine. She lives behind the church in the apartments there. And I called her up. I said, would you come up here and talk to this lady and see if you can find some red flags? Just some reason that I can send this lady down the road. And so the next thing I know, Catherine's up there, and they've busted out a prayer meeting in our conference room, and the heavens are opening up, and the Holy Spirit's starting to flow in there. And all of a sudden, now I have a homeless intercessor that's a part of our congregation. And she doesn't, she doesn't, she's, she's unassuming. She never asks for anything. Woo! You see, they're, all kind of people that are going to be coming. And then after that, the Lord sends us a new couple. And the wife of this couple is a former, let me emphasize that, former Playboy model. God sends her. They're on fire for the Lord. Both she and her husband are on fire for God. I've, I've let her preach once. He's preaching uh, next or the first Friday in February. And uh, it's amazing how God... And then... Yeah. They got saved off the streets. And um, 
He has a big business, big uh, tree trimming business, and it's not a little thing. It's a big thing. And then God sends me a former associate pastor who was fired in that church back in 2011. And he and I sat down and have breakfast one morning. And he said, I want to ask you to forgive me. I said, why? He said, because I've heard people say different things about you, but I have found out that that is not true about you. And now this former associate pastor who was fired and should have every reason not to come back, now he's back. And then God said to me, he said, this is what the harvest looks like. As there's so many different types of people coming into this harvest field, you and I have never seen the like. Oh. I see a strong healing movement in this region. Thousands will be healed and healing miracles will be a common day thing in the days ahead. I saw people flying and driving from many places around the world to come to the headwaters of revival. In this region and territory. And I saw a mighty ecclesia coming forth. With governmental authority. Listen to this. This is for you guys. You intercessors. Listen. I see a mighty ecclesia coming forth with governmental authority. To shift and change structures. Regions. Neighborhood. Civil government. And the like. Intercessors, step up your intercession and begin interceding with the authority of heaven. Not your own authority, but the authority of the kingdom of God. You represent a kingdom. I, I could sit down and tell you story after story of governmental authority and how we have seen it shift the entire Florida atmosphere. God has done it. Now, what governmental authority is not, it's not praying in government. It can be. But governmental authority takes the place of intercession and it exerts the authority of God in the earth. It can be any place. It can be on the job. It can be in a hospital. But that governmental authority, when you step into it, you know when you're in it because you begin prophesying and praying like you're another person. And you'll think to yourself as you're praying that way, who is this? Who is this in me? And so it's very important that you step into that governmental authority, exercise it. And also, let me reemphasize ecclesia. Now, this is the Greek word for church. In, in Matthew 16, where Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. It actually reads... I will build my ecclesia, which is not a word for this building. It's not even a word for the body of Christ. It actually is a legislative assembly. It wasn't a new word that Jesus used. It was already being used by the Greeks and the Romans. To the Romans, it was a group of people who went into a conquered region and established the kingdom of Rome in that region taught the ways of Rome, the language of Rome, until everything walked and talked and acted like Rome. Jesus called this the leaven of the kingdom. That you and I as an ecclesia bring the leaven, leaven of the kingdom in the earth. Now, he did talk about family in that verse of Scripture. When he said, upon this rock I will build, the word build is oikos, just like the yogurt in the grocery store. And it actually means a family. So he was literally saying two things. I'm going to build a family and a governmental body. So I will have both of those. One of them is a family. They evangelize. They have fellowship. You guys love fellowship. And I've watched from afar on Facebook and playing games over at their house and out on the water somewhere, you know, and I've watched this family form together. But you also have to form as an ecclesia that rules and reigns within the region. That's a good word there. Woo. Now, here's an important note. The vision has ended. 
Hernando de Soto landed in this region on May 25th, 1539, and called it Espirito Santo, or Bay of Holy Spirit. The landing took place on Whit Sunday, which is another term for Pentecost Sunday. That was 484 years ago from this, this coming Pentecost. 484 years. Yahweh has placed a focus on this region, and he's placing a focus on it now. Have I gone over time? I have another 30 minutes. <laughs> Just kidding. Listen to this. Many of the prophetic leaders in the body are calling for Pentecost to be a literal Pentecost. And when I first had this vision and started talking about it, the Pentecost Sunday of 2020 was the first time you guys met as a corporate body around the region on Pentecost Sunday anyway. And, uh, and I remember that so clearly. You see, the Lord has great things in store for this region. Focused intercession, focused worship. It, some of the things in worship that we need to do is prophesy in worship over the region. And I know you know how to do that. Prophesy in worship. Get your prophetic worshipers together and let them begin prophesying the Lord coming into the Bay region. It's going to make a big difference. Intercessors begin to travail over the Bay region and all the cities surrounding it. Give the Lord no rest and do not hold back. Cry out. It's the time of giving birth. You shall no more be termed forsaken and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, my delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, Tampa, and your land will be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. On your walls, O Tampa, I have set watchmen all day and all night. They shall never be silent. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest. And give him no rest until he establishes in the bay of the Holy Spirit a movement of God to where Tampa becomes a praise in the earth. People in Arkansas will say, have you heard about what's happening in Tampa? People in California, have you heard about what's happening in Tampa? People in Cuba, have you heard about what's happening in Tampa? People in Mexico, have you heard what's happening in Tampa? Let's make a pilgrimage again to Tampa. Let's come again. We're going to assemble as an ecclesia. It won't be for the bucks. It won't be for the rays. It won't be for the hockey. We're going to assemble because it's about Jesus. And our focus will be on him as he manifests over the Bay region. As he manifests in your family. And your family is shaken under the power of the Holy Spirit. As your sons and daughters return to the Lord in the Tampa region. The focus will be upon him. Say upon him. And I'll bring this to... One of my closings. I know I'll end with this because you need to get this about the prodigals. This is very important. The prodigals are so important on the heart of the father right now. If I could get, and Kena, you can help me. If I could get the intercessors focused on praying Matthew 9, 38. The least prayed prayer of the Bible we would start seeing the prodigals come in. And that scripture says this, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Matthew 6, the Lord's prayer is the most prayed prayer. But that prayer of Matthew 9, 38 is the least prayed of all the prayers. But he says that the laborers are few, but the harvest is great. Pray, pray. Pray, 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 pray to the Lord of the harvest. I've prayed to Jehovah Jireh. I've prayed to Jehovah Rapha. I've prayed to all these different aspects of the Lord, but I've never prayed that much until about 10 years ago 
on the Lord of the harvest. And he will send out laborers. You see, intercessors actually become a laborer in the harvest field when they begin praying. Amen. It's a good word. So I want to bless you right now and just stand to your feet and then Jimmy will come up here. And um, I tell you what, I want to pray over you too. Y'all come up. Cheryl, you come up also. Come on. Can't do this without my main squeeze. <laughs> thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that even though all of us at many times have wanted to quit, I thank you, God, that they have committed their lives to this region. I thank you, God, that Tampa Bay knows the Borregos. Even the angels and the demons know the Borregos. And that's a good thing. And Father, I just bless them right now with the Father's blessing. I just remove off of them every doubt that they may have about themselves. And I decree the favor of the Lord upon you. I unlock the resources of heaven to do everything that God has put in your heart. I unlock the reservoir of resources. And I command all the finances to come in. I command all the people to come in. The talent to come in. The gifting to come in. Lord, we decree right now a voice going out from here saying, come over here and help us. And Father, I bless them today. And I decree, Lord, your hand upon them in Yeshua's name. And Cheryl, you want to? I just, I just saw prosperity, just a lot of prosperity for 2023. The blessings and prosperity are coming. And everything that you've asked God for and that you need, he's, he's bringing it in. Provision is coming. Provision for the vision that God has placed on y'all's heart is coming in now. In Jesus' name. Yes. Father, right now, Lord, I just decree, God, the, the, the prosperity, God, of you, Lord, will be upon their lives right now, Father, in Jesus' name. We just decree it and release, God, a special mantle, God, for this Tampa Bay area, God, right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for their openness and for their open heart and for their worship for you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Brett, I want to pray for you. Can I, can I take time to do this? Come on up here. And the Lord's going to begin to unlock a new level of authority in you to accomplish what we talked about earlier. So there's a new level of authority. When this level of authority comes on you, Wendy can tell you this also. It's almost scary because you begin to think, this is not me. And there's a tendency sometimes to want to step back. But God's giving you this new level so that you can step forward. So, Lord... I bless Britt right now with a father's blessing. And I release her into this new level of authority in the name of Yeshua. And Lord, I think, ooh, thank you, Father. And the Lord's going to open your throat and open your mouth in a new way. And you will begin prophesying and praying with the authority of heaven. I see you prophesying into the future of the, of the Bay region. And you're going to begin prophesying and praying with a greater authority than you ever have before. And Lord, just do it. Do it. Do it. In Yeshua's name. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Got anything for her? All right. And Angela, you got anything? Okay. This couple right here. Yeah, you. No, the couple. Husband. Uh, well, I'll just pray for all three of you then. All three of you come up. 
We're going to do all of them because I thought that was his wife. Okay, okay. They're what? I just really saw the hand of the Lord on you guys very, very strongly. And um, I, I believe that there's more that God wants to bring out, more gifting, more anointing that he wants to bring out of you that is lying dormant. It's always been there, but it's time for it to come out. It's the season now. It's not the season to wait anymore. Don't, you don't give me this excuse. I'm waiting on the Lord. It's time to move forward, all right? Move forward. Now, what many people misuse the term waiting on the Lord. In Isaiah 40, 31, where it talks about wait on the Lord and you'll renew your strength, it doesn't mean what you think is wait. It literally means to tether, let me have your hand, to tether yourself to God is what it means. If you tether yourself to God, He will renew your strength you will run and not be weary, walk and not faint. And so tether yourself to Him and not wait in the waiting that we've known in the past. What's your name? Nina. And yours? Lord, I bless Nina and David right now to move forward in these new gifts in the name of Yeshua. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for do Whoa. What's your name? Lord, I bless Marissa right now with a father's blessing. And I say she will wait no more. But she will step out, Lord. And as you step out, the glory of God is going to step with you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Woo. Scott, let me have you up here a minute. Where's your spouse? Bring her with you. Well, if you stand down there, I can be as tall as you are, but that's okay. <laughs> you both are tall. What, what, are, what is your name? Nicole. Nicole. Scott and Nicole. Lord, I just bless them. I bless Scott and Nicole with a father's blessing. Oh, I decree uh, tender mercies over them. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that they know how to go through the swamp. They know how to go through the hard times. I thank you, Father, that you have raised them up, Lord, to be a battering ram that literally batters down the wall, th those walls that try to stop you. The Lord says you're a battering ram to knock down those walls and create a new destiny, not only for yourself, but for others. And the Lord says, as you begin laying hands on others, you will begin knocking down their walls, knocking down their hindrances in the name of Yeshua. And Lord, I thank you for that. I bless God in the cold in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Woo! Jesus, he's on the main line. You just need to tell him what you want. Woo! We could just keep on going here. They are. They're, you can't wait like that. You got to tether yourself, okay? <laughs> like, a, yeah. Tether yourself like an eagle and uh, let the Lord cause you to soar into that next realm of Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.